You are Locked On Texans, your daily Houston Texans podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome in, ladies and gentlemen, to another installment of Locked On Texans, your daily podcast covering your favorite team. And as always, I'm your host, Cody Davis, along with my partner in crime. John, some sports guy Hickman, back on Tuesday to discuss who? The Texans, of course. That's why you guys are here. Thank you for checking us out today. You know you can check us out on all the major platforms, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher Megaphone, and Spotify. Right now, you guys are here to talk about Houston Texans. And uh, I got to tell you right now, a very big uh, decision is going to be made about what they're going to do throughout the uh, rest of the week, because as you guys may know, there may be a hurricane or tropical thunderstorm heading to Houston. It is actually on course to uh, hit tonight, Tuesday night. So uh, Houston, Bill O'Brien as the head coach and general manager has to make a decision on what they're going to do to ensure the safety of their players and uh, organization as well. Houston is also uh, trying to create scrimmages because as of right now, if this was a normal year, we'd be in about the second or third preseason game, and they have not had the opportunity to have a preseason game or a preseason period because of what's going on. So uh, they're trying to do a very good job of creating preseason-like atmosphere environment for both the offense and defense, first team, second team, third team, however you want to put it, guys fighting for roster spots. Houston is trying to put together a scrimmage which could, like I said, possibly be held up by the weather. But the only concern that I have with it is just how far some of these guys could possibly go, not intentional, just because uh, they want to play some football. We want to watch it. They want to play it. And Hopefully, whenever the scrimmage is uh, finished taking place, there are no injuries. Also, some more news coming out of training camp. Running back Duke Johnson admitted that despite setting a single-season high for rushing yards last season, he did not completely feel comfortable and had a good knowledge of the playbook and offense until week 15, which really encourages, which is really encouraging considering if that's what he was able to do without a full grasp of the playbook and what this offense is trying to do, then uh, hopefully we know that his carries will not be the same as David Johnson, it seems like. But hopefully with his carries and touches, he's going to do a lot more than what he did last year. Also, you guys' favorite tight end, Kaheli Warren, practice and also got some time working with the special teams. Bill O'Brien had to say that he's doing exactly what we're asking him to do. He covers some kicks. He's what you call a mid-sized guy that can run. He's got toughness, so he's doing a good job. Very encouraging words just to hear Bill O'Brien continue to uh, just boost Kaheli Warren. A lot of guys are big on him. You guys know how I feel about the tight end position, looking at uh, Jordan Atkins and Darren Fells and, hell, even Jordan Thomas. Uh, But this team wants him around for some reason, and eventually at some point maybe we'll be able to see why. They want to morale so much. But that is some interesting news uh, coming out of training camp. Pretty standard, honestly. Of course, Kenny Steele's had the opportunity 
to talk to the media after practice about COVID-19 and everything that's going on around the country. Had the chance to answer some of those questions. And the scrimmage is, as of right now, the scrimmage is set for this Thursday, bearing any weather inconveniences. Yes, sir. And speaking of Kenny Stills, he actually had a pretty good day in practice. I know, you know, given everything that's going on in the country right now, he admitted that he was contemplating on not coming into work. Uh, but, you know, he was able to go out there. He had a pretty good day, couple, caught a couple of good deep passes from Deshaun Watson. And the Texans defense had a really good day as well. I believe it was Justin Reed caught an interception on Deshaun Watson. And Lonnie Johnson Jr. also caught an interception. I can't remember if it was Watson or A.J. McCarron who threw um, the pass in the red zone, but the defense came away with two interceptions on yesterday. This, from the secondary to their front seven, I know it's only training camp, but we have to see what they're going to look like when they go up against you know, a real team, but I'm very impressed on what I've been seeing in training camp from those guys. So, you know, speaking of training camp real quick, a couple guys were absent. Isaiah Coulter was out. Um, he's battling a strained neck. Kiki QT wasn't there. Jonathan Grenard wasn't there. Cully Gillespie, um, he is actually dealing with a leg injury, and Philip Gaines is he was absent as well, dealing with an ankle injury. But there was a guy who was there, and he has had a really good training camp. And he came out on yesterday and said that he had actually put on weight, and he has a a, a goal set for himself, an individual goal. And we're going to talk about that guy next, and that guy is no other than Jacob Martin. So we're going to get into Jacob Martin's goals and. One, is it realistic? And two, what are our thoughts on Martin heading into the new season? But first, let's talk about the never-ending laundry cycles and incoming emails. You've got plenty on your to-do list and you're tired. Give yourself one less thing to worry about and let DoorDash take care of your next meal. You want Chinese, they want pizza, and someone is craving Froyo. There's something for everyone on DoorDash. Continue supporting restaurants in your community, safely, of course, and there are thousands of restaurants open for delivery on DoorDash that need your patronage now more than ever. You've counted on restaurants, now they're counting on you. And while their dining rooms may be closed, they're still open for delivery with DoorDash. DoorDash is the app that brings you food you're craving right now, right to your door. Ordering online is easy. Open the DoorDash app, choose what you want to eat, and your food will be safely outside your door with new contactless delivery drop-off setting. Right now, our listeners can get $5 off and $0 delivery fees on their first order of 15 or more when you download the DoorDash app and enter code LOCKEDON. That's $5 off and $0 delivery fees on your first order when you download DoorDash app in the App Store and enter LOCKEDON. We are coming up on a year, as a matter of fact, the one-year anniversary of when the Houston Texans traded away Jadavion Clowney to the Seattle Seahawks. And in that exchange, the Houston Texans receive inside linebacker Jacob Martin. And I'm not I, I'm going to be honest with you guys. I wasn't a believer in Martin. You know, I thought that this is one of the deals where Bill O'Brien, you know, 
he went to Subway and instead of getting a sandwich for some reason, he just came away with a cookie and like, let's say a, a, a kid's mini drink or something like that. But, um, you know, with all that being said, you know, Jacob Martin actually had a pretty solid season, especially the back half of 2019. And on yesterday, we had the opportunity to talk to him during his media availability. And Jacob Martin um, said that, you know, it was very hard for him to get accustomed to the Texans because you know, he was acquired literally five days before they started there, before they opened their 2019 season against the New Orleans Saints. And, you know, he talked about how the first four to five weeks of last season was very rough because he didn't really get a chance to learn the ins and outs. But he said, you know, once he, you know, got comfortable within the system, that's when he started showcasing how good he can be with the Texans. And, Last season, he ended with three and a half sacks that he recorded. And like I mentioned, the back half of 2019 was very good. And we all know how good he was in that game against the Buffalo Bills, the playoff game. He recorded a sack, important sack, I might add, and was one of the reasons why the Texans defense actually stood up and helped us come away with that 22 to 19 victory. But with all that being said, Martin is now entering his second year with the Texans, his third year overall. And when asked what was some of his personal goals of how great or how much better that he believes he could be as he entered his third season. Um, Martin didn't want to go too much into it, but he did mention that his top priority, his number one goal heading into this 2020 season is to average double digit sacks for a guy who has only recorded six and a half sacks for, for his career. I'm not going to say it's impossible. But it's a reach. And the reason why I wanted to bring this up on the show is because and over the last couple of weeks, you know, you and I'll be getting um, messages, you know, asking who can step up as a pass rusher outside of J.J. Watt heading into this new season. And last week, one of the guys we talked about was Zach Cunningham, and we know what Zach Cunningham can do. But Martin, I believe that he is going to be one of the most reliable pass rushers on this team to help out that front seven. But I'm just not too sure if he's going to be able to average double-digit sacks by the end of the 2020 season. I'm not saying I don't believe in his talent because he is a talented guy. And he has shown in a short amount of time he could rack up sacks. Like I said, starting in the game against the Indianapolis Colts, this is a guy who was able to come out, get those sacks, get those stops, get hits on the quarterback. He played really, really well. So I'm excited to see what he's going to bring heading into his third season. But John, once again, I'm not too sure if he's going to meet his goal. Well, before we talk about his goal, let's give him some credit for utilizing Every opportunity he has, utilizing the ability to play football because you have a little bit of extra money sitting around and you're able to do things like build yourself a home gym. And then building yourself a home gym, you're able to do things like put on 21 pounds of muscle and you're now weighing and hovering around 250 pounds. Uh, Martin said he felt like he needed to get bigger and stronger. And that's what he did. Uh, and I'm, I, I want to give him some credit for not just waiting around and just playing hearsay, training, training, training. And that's something that I think even 
a, a blue collar worker who goes to work every day and gets off at 6.30, you know, everybody can take notes and just train, train, train to become better. So credit to him. However, now that we've given him his credit, uh, and, and I'm not going to say boosted his ego, but just saying, you know, hey, we see what you're doing out there. We respect it. Do I think he's going to get double-digit sacks? No. Uh, he feels like the sky's the limit. Uh, he wants to go out there and show what he's capable of. He's excited to show off his versatility, his ability to rush the pass and get after the passer. He believes his ceiling is high, and that's his personal goal, which is to get double-digit sacks. I don't see Jacob Martin getting uh, significant playing time consistently uh, in order for him to get his double-digit sacks. I also believe that Houston has a lot of guys that they can put out on the field right now and actually do things better than the other guy next to them in winning situations and winning drives. Uh, right now, you may have a guy on the field that's better at snuffing out the run on, on, on second down, and that was, and that guy may get switched out with another guy. Then, Martin, you may come on the field. It's just outside of J.J. Watt, who we talked about yesterday and how they have him on a monitor schedule, don't want him doing too much. Houston does not have a reliable second force to cause disruptions consistently as of what we know right now. Jacob Martin, I don't think, is going to be that second guy. I really don't. And that's no knock to his talent. That's no knock to him. And he's done everything he's needed to do in order to get where he needs to be. But I don't think he's going to get that Jadavion Clowney playing percentage. You know what I mean? I don't think he's going to get that when Antonio Smith had almost a a double-digit sack season, that second pass rusher consistent playing time. I don't think Jacob Martin is going to get that. I really don't. And, you know, I don't want to necessarily say that was my concern, but I did thought about the possibility of will Martin get the opportunity to go out there and have a chance to average those double-digit sacks because everyone knows J.J. Watt is still possibly the sack king on the Houston Texans. Now, I'm thinking of who's going to be that second guy. And, you know, John, you say you really don't see this team having one. I do. The number one guy that I'm looking at right next to J.J. Watt is, without a doubt, Whitney Merciless. And we saw how well, you know, talking about the tales of two halves of a season, Whitney Merciless had a phenomenal first half of the season. I mean, he was in talks of of receiving Pro Bowl votes and stuff. This guy averaged, what? seven sacks within the first what seven to eight weeks of the regular season and he got his extension and then like his production just tailed off a lot you know so I'm looking at a guy like Whitney Merciless and also you know I I I want to believe that Zach Cunningham can develop into that second sack leader of the Texans but I'm still not too sure you also can't forget about Bernardrick McKinney so the Texans, especially at the linebacker position, they have potential. And I do feel if one of these guys, rather it be Martin, rather it be Merciless, um, McKinney, Cunningham, or whoever, hell, I even throw Grenard and Blacklock in there to a certain extent. If they can find somebody who can help J.J. Watt on stop the run game and, and get to the quarterbacks and stuff, I feel like the Texans on the defensive side of the ball will be a hell of a lot better. But at the end of the day, 
it's still an open game. It, it, it's still wide open for one of these players to step up and be that person that needs to help J.J. White on that defensive side of the ball. Well, I mean, I, I did say, let me clarify my statement. I don't believe that Jacob Martin is going to get the playing time of Houston's past second-tier pass rushers. Not that they don't mm-hmm. necessarily have one right now, but that's why I named Antonio Smith. He was one. He was in that position. Brian Cushion was in that position. You know, he was a second to third option to go get some sacks. Uh, and then, of course, we know Jadavion Clowney. But when I look at Jacob Martin, I will say this. I don't think he's going to reach his double-digit sack number. But that doesn't mean he can't go out there and give you six and a half, seven sacks. He did get three and a half sacks and two forced fumble with only playing 25% of the time. So he does not need a lot of time. At least that's what the numbers say last year. Uh, But he does not need a lot of time on the field to be disruptive. I will say that teams have more film on him and some of the things that he was able to get away with last year. He may not be able to get away with it this year. But again, only playing 25% of the defensive snaps and getting three and a half sacks, two forced fumbles. That's pretty good. So if you bump up his playing percentage time, uh, he gets some more burn out there on that field. He could possibly boost that sack number from last year, two and a half, three times, uh, sacks, give you six and a half sacks. But I, th- I still think that's a good season for him. There's nothing wrong with that. You've been contributing with six and a half sacks. You, you've contributed well for this defense. Yeah, that's a good point. And another thing I want to mention, you know, we all know that Watt isn't about to go out there and record damn 20 sacks like he did in, what, 2014, 2015, or whatever year that was. But just imagine if, let's say, J.J. Watt, Whitney Merciless, and Martin can average somewhere around, let's say, six to seven sacks each. You know how good that will be? We're really not too far off from that. I mean, because remember, he already had four sacks in half the season by the time he got hurt with that torn pet. Whitney Merciless in the first um, seven games of the 2019 season, um, I just want to collect, get the actual number. He actually recorded five and a half sacks before his production went down. And then once again, you got a guy like Jacob Martin. So if every single one of these guys, let's say if they average somewhere between five to eight sacks between the three of them, the Texans front seven is going to be scary. And you also got to look at it from the standpoint of what you and I talked about on yesterday of having enough help to not put so much pressure on JJ Watt to keep him fresh and to keep him possibly healthy throughout the 2020 season. So, you know, I'm excited to see what Martin is going to bring. And as he enters his second season with the Texans, I'm, I'm really excited to see double digit sacks. I mean, hell, I'm rooting for him to get it. I don't think it's going to happen, but if it does, ooh, John, that's going to be a pretty sight to see. As training camp continues and we continue to get news out of uh, training camp, these sessions with everybody, first and second, third year players, we know how critical everybody is going to be. Uh, Every player, once they put their jersey on for week one, everybody's critical to the team. Everybody needs to stick to their job, do their job, which can ultimately help this team get to where they want to be. What's the ultimate goal? No more AFC South Division championships. No, no, nobody cares about those anymore. But that's actually getting to the Super Bowl. The last segment was very interesting because we discussed Jacob Martin, right? And we discussed how Jacob Martin has his goal of reaching double-digit sacks this year. 
We also discussed the fact that at least I don't believe he's going to get the majority of playing time as those second-tier pass rushers the Texans normally had in the past, like the Antonio Smiths, like the Jadavion Clowney. Brian Cushion had a very good year. Uh, Connor Baldwin, you can also throw him in. He had a 10-and-a-half sack year. Uh, but when we look at a guy who's getting praised for his talent and what he's doing in training camp only in his second year, and that's Charles Omanehu. I think he can be that second-tier uh, pass rusher who can give you uh, between eight to ten sacks on this year because he's very talented. Uh, he is having a really good training camp. Texan center Nick Martin said that he can pass rush. That's obvious. But he's also got good length. He gives that stab into you, and it's, it's a tough move to go against. He also praised him because he likes what he's doing in the run game right now. So Omane, who's becoming more versatile in his game, well, you get praise from your GM slash head coach, Bill O'Brien, um, about your versatility, getting getting um, mentioned of how you do a couple of things for the defense, how good you play off the edge, how much of a powerful guy you are, that you have that good reach, and you're an athletic guy. There's going to be some buzz coming around your name. You have Jacob Martin, who's going to be fighting for a spot. Jonathan Gennard, who's going to be fighting for some playing time. And honestly, Whitney Marshallis could be on a thin line right now to see where he's at, right? So all of these are coming into play. I mean, just just considering how lackluster he ended last year. Now, I Mm -hmm. do know he's going to get that wide back on the other side of the ball. That's going to always help out your second-tier pass rusher. But I can see the possibility of Marshallis' time going down maybe because of age or maybe because one of these younger bucks is just outplaying them. But, I mean, that's just a a thought that I may have, that I do have, rather. But, now none of these guys are going to benefit from having a preseason. But Omane, who can be a guy, a UT product, so you know I'm going to ride with my boys, at 6'5", 280 pounds, has some flashes last year of what he can do in this league on a consistent basis. I pick him to have a very good year. I can see him having between seven and a half, nine sacks this year alone and continue to grow. He could possibly be replacing that this team needs at that position on the other side of the ball because 99 is getting up in age. I can see that. You know, I, I can see all your points, but I honestly just thank you. You're just sticking with a homer. You know, you're just trying to be a homer. Um, you're showing favoritism because, you know, he's UT Longhorn and, you're trying to get those Longhorn fans on your side. I, I, I understand, John. I understand. It's okay. So, okay. And with that being said, that concludes another installment of Locked On Texans, your favorite podcast covering your favorite football team every single day. And as always, I'm your host, Cody Davis. Please remember to follow me on Twitter at Cody Davis underscore 24. Once again, that's Cody, C-O-T-Y-D-A-V-I-S underscore 24. Why 24? Because... Kobe's the GOAT. I'm John, some sports guy Hickman. Follow us on Twitter at Locked On Texans, along with liking us on Facebook as well. Comment, tweet, hashtag us, add us, mention us, get in our mentions. Whatever you want to do, it's Twitter, it's Facebook. That's what it's for to bash us. We are your targets. While being your targets, we just want to put out a pretty good podcast, which is what we do. Here at Locked On Texas. I love it. I really do. Uh, until next time, guys. Peace.
You are Locked On Texans, your daily podcast on the Houston Texans. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.